Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. I'm joined today by Jordan Blackwell here at the King Power Stadium. And we've just uh, sat through Craig Shakespeare's pre-match press conference for the trip to Bournemouth at the weekend. And uh, before we get underway, I'll just do the usual, uh, offer you some free beer. I know that might attract a few attentions here, but uh, free beer, if you go to beer52.com, there's a crate of eight ales and lagers and that from around the world. It's all free. You've got to pay for your postage packing, which is five ninety five. So go to the website, beer52.com, and use the, the tag word Leicester to register right in Jordan let's crack on with the, t- the team news and uh, Jamie Vardy let's clear up what uh, the news is on Jamie Vardy because um, he's not in the England squad no he's not in the England squad um, he's been been left out by Gareth Southgate for the uh, for the upcoming World Cup qualifiers um, it is to do with an injury but it's not an injury that is likely to keep him out of Leicester's game against Bournemouth so Gray Shakespeare says he's got a slight issue with his hip um, which we think is to do with when he was substituted against Huddersfield uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so he's, he's not trained this week until today. Uh, so he, they're, they're managing it, and I think there's as a precaution, um, they don't want to include him in the England squad. I think there's an agreement there between the club and uh, the FA that they'll, they'll let Vardy have a rest because and uh, Southgate clarified that Vardy's been playing through the pain and he's had to um, have injections to cope with the pain whenever he has played um, so a minor problem and uh, in terms of Leicester City and Vardy playing at Bournemouth on Saturday it shouldn't be too much of a problem it's very similar to the Danny Drinkwater situation yes. we had last season when he kept pulling out of England squads uh, but he kept playing for City I think that was also was it a groin or a hip problem as well yeah, he had a few problems throughout mm. the season yeah. and he was being managed as well and I think it's just a case that uh, the club know what the problem is. They know all the, the intricate details of this hip injury that Vardy has got, and they're managing it. And uh, if he goes off with international duty and he's in the hands of a medical team that probably aren't completely up to speed on what he can and can't do at the moment, so he's only trained, doesn't he? Today, it's the first time he's trained today. I yeah, that, so that's the that's maybe slightly worrying that he's um, that it's taken him so long this week to to uh, to get out on the uh, on the pitch at Beaver Drive, but. Um, Shakespeare didn't seem too worried um, and I think in terms of England's point of view they'll probably think with only two points needed from the from the two games to qualify for the World Cup they don't need to, to risk um, risk Vardy particularly with Kane in such good form as well Yeah, so let's hope that doesn't uh, turn out to be anything more sinister or serious than it is and that they can manage it and he's okay um, ultimately you want him to be completely pain and injury free because mm-hmm. his game's all about his athleticism his speed uh, his uh, continual running in behind defences, that's his strength. Uh, anything that's going to slow him down is going to take away one of, some of his major assets, isn't it? Yes, and it's going to uh, certainly affect Leicester City's style because you know you would say the way Leicester City play, Vardy is, is the key man to that. I think whenever Vardy doesn't play or is not fully fit, it it affects uh, Leicester more seriously than perhaps any other player um, in the eleven. So certainly, it's um, it's a big deal if it is going to be a, a problem, but. 
for the time being, I think we'll, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, we have got a Leicester City player in the England squad, Harry Maguire. Yes, he's got another call-up, um, which is uh, great news for him because we know how much he uh, values being in the England team. He, he's, he's spoken a lot about how it's always been his, his dream to, to play for England. Still waiting for his debut. He, he didn't get um, a run out during the, the games in September. But given that England could qualify if they beat um, Slovenia on Thursday, the 5th of October, uh, this time next week, um, maybe Southgate will mix it up in the, in the second game, given that there'll be nothing riding on it for England, and that may give him a chance to, to make his debut there. Yeah, because he didn't even get on the bench, did he, in the, no, the previous no. two games? Which, and, I mean, I went to St George's Park to see him there, and we, we did an interview with him, and he was so excited to be there. It'd be great to actually see him pull on a shirt and actually get involved, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely, and, and I think he, he, he totally deserves it. I think he's probably been a little more wobbly in the past couple of City games compared to the first few, um, but certainly the way he plays, he, he's uh, well worth uh, an England call-up, um, and I think he's well on his way to maybe establishing himself as one of the best centre-backs in the country, and maybe in a couple of years' time he'll be one of the regulars in the starting eleven. but a debut for the time being would be nice. Yeah, small steps. Yeah. Um, Adrian Silver, I'm sure most people clicking on this podcast are wanting to hear an update on Adrian Silver. James, <laughs> so are we, aren't we? We're still waiting to hear an update. Yep, and uh, Shakespeare just seems uh, just as frustrated as we are, just as frustrated as um, supporters are. Uh, he says he can't give an answer. He's asking the questions, when is it going to be done? Um, but... No, nobody's willing to give him an answer because uh, nobody knows what the answer will be or when or when City will get it. Mm. Um, so yes, more frustration uh, and, and more waiting to be done on that front. Well, from what we understand, um, City have made their representations to FIFA. Um, they've gathered their evidence and submitted it. For, uh, the FA are representing Leicester City because um, that's how the chain of interaction the club to their association, their national association, the national association then to the world's governing body. So the board is very much in FIFA's court now. So we'll wait and hear what um, what they decide. But um, the City have been in ongoing talks uh, since the uh, well, FIFA refused to grant the registration, the international transfer certificate, because the FA received the documentation 14 seconds too late. Uh, and it's had ramifications for Silver, hasn't it, today, with the Portugal squad being announced? Yeah, he's not been included, um, and they're, they're key games for Portugal. They're, they're certainly not um, destined to, to go to the World Cup. They're still uh, vying with Switzerland to be either an automatic place or in the playoffs. Um, so they're, they're key games coming up, and he's been left out of the, left out of the squad by uh, the European champions, which is obviously a big deal, but an even bigger deal in a, in a World Cup year when there's only a, a few more games before... Um, the squad will be picked for the tournaments in Russia, um, so uh, no doubt he'll be gutted by that. And Shakespeare gave a little bit of colour, didn't he, when he expressed how frustrating it is for Silver. He says that Silver comes up to him and says, can I come train outside? Because he's not even allowed to train with the players at the moment. Can I come and train outside, boss? He said, no, you can watch through the window. That's because he's having to train indoors in the gym with the strength and conditioning coaches. So it must be a very difficult time for Silver. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've we've read a lot, and um, sort of former coaches and and former teammates have said that he's very strong psychologically, um, and that he'll be able to deal with this and overcome it once he does get uh, back to playing. But I think if you're if you're a footballer, you want to be playing, um, and so having to sit on the sidelines through no fault of your own fault of your own, not even an injury, 
Um, you just sort of sat there waiting. It must be uh, pretty frustrating, but hopefully he's, he's dealing with it okay and that by the time he is a Leicester player, um, he'll be ready to, to come straight into the to the team. Well, there was some better news for Leicester City. Craig Shakespeare said that uh, he's hopeful that Damari Gray's contract situation will be resolved in the next 24 to 48 hours. And it's an indication of uh, how much they see Damari Gray as their future. Yeah, definitely. Shakespeare said he... he you know, he's always said that he wants to keep his best players, and he, he sees Demari Gray as one of those. And he he wants the the winger to to improve with with the club. Um, I think it's a sensible decision you know, to keep uh, to make sure that that Gray's going to be here for a long time because I think he is one of the the most talented young English players um, in the country. Um, and obviously, we we saw over the summer all the rumours surrounding his future. So for Leicester to tie him down. Uh, for for a few more years, we don't know what the the contract length will be, um, but um, I imagine it'll be a long one. Yes, I, I'd imagine so as well. Uh, but it's certainly good news. Um, and Gray himself will probably be hoping that that contract means he might get a, a bit more, a few, a few more starts under his belt. Well, yeah, and there was certainly uh, a lot of Leicester fans certainly that interact with us at Mercury through our website or our, our live blogs that really want to see more of Gray uh, and less of Mares at the moment. Yeah, I think um I think Riyadh's form's not been great. Um I think he he struggled a little bit and I think Damari did particularly well when he came on um against uh, against Liverpool. Um so I think there is scope to to potentially change it there. I think Albrighton's probably doing enough to keep his place. So I think if if there was a decision, it would be between Mares uh, or Gray. Uh, personally, I can't see Shakespeare dropping Mares, um, and I can understand why. Because if he if he is on top form or even close to top form, he is Leicester's most creative player, uh, and it becomes difficult to drop him. Well, the form of Mares and Albrighton is is the reason why Gray has only made ten starts in the league. Uh, since he joined from Birmingham City in January 2016, the, the season of the title success, and 38 substitute appearances—that's quite a remarkable stat, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and it, you know he's he's having to be patient, um, which is you know it's not particularly surprising for a young player. But uh, Gray would probably argue that uh, at 21, he's not a young player anymore. He's not a teenager. Um, he, he's just an age where he wants to actually be, be progressing. Uh, and the only way he can progress is, is with regular football. Um, but he'll be making his case. He, he makes his case when he's on the pitch um, and in training. Um, and I think he will add to those starts um, this season. I think we'll probably see more of him as the season goes on. Well, he's certainly a regular in the England under-21 squad as well, along with Ben Chilwell. And they've been named again in Eddie Boothroad's squad, haven't they, for uh, the games against Scotland and it's Andorra? Yes, yeah, they've got a couple of um, qualifiers for... The European Under Twenty One Championships in two thousand and nineteen. Mm. Um, so yeah, th- those two are regulars in the squad, and uh, Gray scored in the last round of um, of qualifiers, uh, and I think we can expect to see them playing um, in those games. In terms of other England call-ups, uh, Darnell Johnson, development squad defender, um, he's been named in the England Under Twenty squad. Uh, as has Harvey Barnes, who's obviously doing well on loan at um, Barnsley, has scored a, a, a cracker uh, in midweek. Um, he's, Barnes has been called up for the first time since he uh, excelled at the, the Toulon tournament uh, over the summer where he was top scorer. So that's good to see. Good to see um, Leicester players getting getting recognition um, 
uh, with, with England squads. Yeah. Good to see young uh, Leicester players as well doing well. I mean, the under 23s had a very good win over Hertha Berlin, didn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, last the, night. Yes, I think the the uh, development squad are in really good form. They're they're doing really well in in Premier League uh, two. Um, the one again last night against a, a you know a, a decent outfit in Hertha Berlin. So um, it's good to see, and it's it's promising in terms of bringing through talent. We've already seen. Um, Josh Knight and Hamza Chowdhury uh, make their debuts this season. Uh, there's probably a few others in that in that squad who would be thinking they could make um, their senior debuts this season. Probably George Thomas, who's, who's been one of the standouts, the, uh, the the young lad signed from Coventry over the summer. He's been uh, one of the key players for the under 23s. So we might see more of him in the senior squad. But certainly, it's um it's it's really good that they they keep winning. That they they look like a decent outfit, and hopefully we'll see. Them moving up to the scene squad soon. I'm glad you're enjoying the other 23 so much, Jordan. That's why next week we're sending you to Carlisle <laughs> for the Checker Trade Trophy. Uh, let's get on to Bournemouth because I'm going down to Bournemouth this weekend. Um, team news ahead of that. Who's out? So there's still no Matty James. Uh, he's still got that problem with his Achilles. Um, and it seems to be a reasonably serious. Craig Shakespeare said he, he's, he's got a boot. Uh, he's wearing a boot for protection. And that's not due to come off for, for another week. Uh, and then it'll be reassessed from there. Uh, Robert Huth is still out. We know, we know he underwent ankle surgery over the summer. Um, and originally Shakespeare said that he, w- he was well ahead of schedule, and then there was a couple of setbacks, and he's still not um, played properly. He's played a couple of times for the under-23s, but still not ready to, to, to play for the first team. But they're the only two. Um, obviously, we've got Vardy's minor hip injury as well, but other than that, it's a, it's a fully fit squad. So that gives him some selection issues ahead of the game at Bournemouth. I mean, let's talk about how, how important this game is. It's real strange that the seventh game of the season, we're talking about this as like, almost like a must-win for Leicester City because both City and Bournemouth are in a bit of, a bit of bother early doors. Yes, I, I, th- I think um, both teams will look at it as a game that needs to be won. They would probably, before the season, they would have said... This is a fixture that that needs to be that three points need to be taken from, but particularly now, Bournemouth certainly not done very well, um, and they're in the bottom three. Leicester, I don't, because because of the way Leicester's fixtures have fallen, it's looked like they've they've not been doing too well, and they would have hoped to have got more points on the board. Um, and although the, the fixtures have been difficult, I think they'll still feel a little bit of pressure to get something out of this game. Um, because they would see it as their first chance in a while to, to pick up three points. Because all the teams they played, even Huddersfield, they were in really good form. Um, you know, and they, they played Brighton, and that's their one win in the Premier League so far. They were playing a team that had come up. So they're, they're finally playing what feels like a, a, regular, a, side, a regular side in the Premier League that, that they can beat. Um, and so that they'll be desperate for three points, I would imagine. But uh, this isn't going to give Leicester fans much confidence, is it? The fact that they only had two wins on the road last season, only picked up ten points on the road last season, and this season just the one so far. It's been pretty poor on the road, hasn't it? Yeah, and I, I think that's sometimes the, the nature of the Premier League. We know every team's stronger at home. Um, but whether Shakespeare will change things to try and turn that around it, it, it's difficult to say I, I think with the with the way the performances have been so uh, so far I think he would probably be reluctant to change it um, because it's not it's not like these games that Leicester have lost they've been they've been hammered only really the Manchester United game where you would say Leicester were well beaten the other losses to Arsenal Chelsea and Liverpool you could quite easily have seen Leicester take 
at least a point. Um, so I don't think they'll want to take too many changes, although that, that away record will be um, on their minds. I mean, there's a lot of Leicester fans that have um, interacted with us on the Mercury that do want change. They've suggested changes and system, yeah. uh, three at the back, wing back systems and things like that. I mean, he has got the personnel to change it if he so desires. Yes, definitely. And particularly with the wing back formation, I think both Ben Chilwell and, and Mark Albrighton are um, perfect wing backs in that they can get up and down the pitch. They've, they've both got the stamina, they've both got the. Um, they can both attack, they can both defend. Um, we've, we've seen that from their, their games playing either wide midfield or, or uh, at left back um, so th- those two are perfect for that um, in terms of the, the centre backs playing in a back three I think Leicester now have enough options there I think given that Fuchs can play there too uh, Dragovic they've, they've brought in uh, with Maguire and Morgan the, the, there are options there but as Shakespeare said Leicester are Leicester know their roles in a, in a 4-4-2 and if you change the formation there are there are new roles and responsibilities because you have new players to mark and it's, you're not marking the same players. Um, the, the runners will be different. Um, so that there's a lot to, to consider if you do change formation and you need to be positive that, that it's, it's going to bring, uh, bring a, a positive change. Uh, it's also going to be difficult, and you touched on it, just um, you know, that the performances haven't been bad. So when a, when a team's losing, it's easy to change things, change personnel because you can justify it because the performances haven't been there. But when the performances have been there, it, it must make it more difficult as a manager to justify to a player why he's being dropped. Yeah, definitely. And I think they would probably rather hope that they stick with things and then hope that the result comes and then the confidence builds and then you get a bit of momentum and then you don't need to change it then. Um, but yes, I think Shakespeare would be would be reluctant to change it because he can't really say to anybody in, this, in, in the squad, you've not been playing well enough. Um, mm. Because they've, been, they've actually been playing okay, uh, given that the, given the opponents they've had. Well, even Mares, it's only really last week. Yes, against Liverpool when he was it was a particularly bad day for him. Really, wasn't it? He wasn't in the game. Wasn't tracking Moreno. But up until then, despite all the speculation, a lot of people would have to agree that you know he didn't look like he was it down tools. No, no, um, and I think um, his performance against Brighton um, was, was probably the best single individual performance a Leicester player has produced this season um, he was you know he was in that unstoppable form on that day um, so yeah I think I think Morris is probably the one that could potentially be justified to be dropped but as you say he's not been doing too badly other than, other than last week well if he's going to make some changes in personnel Vicente Bora do you think he's got a good chance of starting at Bournemouth I mean I know he said previously and we did a story in the week that um, Bora is just is not only getting up to speed with English football, but also he's never really played in a two-man central midfield before. He's always played in a three. Um, do you, can you imagine a Bora coming in for either King or Nididi? Um If he did come in, it would be for King. I think if, given that he's not used to playing in a, in a two-man midfield, um, playing with Ndidi would perhaps lessen the the effects there because Ndidi can do maybe the work of one and a half people. So it's. He's not quite Kante, is he? No, he's not quite Kante. Diet Kante. But, um, and then that would would mean less work for Ibora. Um, Can I see him coming in for King? Probably not really. I think, I I can't see, I I see um, Ibora's role as shielding the back four, maybe uh, towards the end of a game if if Leicester have got the lead and they 
they can bring a striker off and put somebody in front of the back four to protect that lead. Um, I'd I'd like to see him perhaps used as a, a sort of an auxiliary target man. Um, that's the role he, he played really well for Sevilla last season. Um, but as part of a two-man midfield, I, I can't midfield. I can't see it uh, for the time being. No, I think if a baller comes in, he's going to change system, isn't he? He's going to go with uh, a three-man midfield. But you never know. The way from home, the way Bournemouth play as well, they like to uh, pass through midfield. You might decide to clog them up there and uh, and, and stifle them in some way. But uh, we'll see what his thoughts are. And uh, well, join us on the Mercury website and our Facebook page uh, for all the stories coming out of today's um, press conference. And don't forget beer52.com, use the tag word Leicester, uh, and we will join you very soon with all the details, all the stories coming out of the game at Bournemouth on Saturday.